if I challenge you to start a seven to build a seven figure business in two or three years, where do you, where would you start? The reason you probably haven't built a seven figure business is because you never thought about it mm. or said, what could I do? Cause we think, okay, what can I do to start a business? What can I do to build something? But it's never typically, uh, we never, we have a good idea and we're like, okay, how do I build this good idea? But we never step back and say, yo, if I'm going to build a seven, if I'm going to make this a seven figure business, I'm going to make a million dollars. If I'm going to make six figures, if I'm going to make 250,000. What would I do? I need you to have your I have had enough moment and say I am around enough inspiration. I've received all of the information. I have all of the motivation. I have everything that I need to execute. All of you are just one decision away from your next level. You just have to make a decision to do what it is that you have to do until it gets done. My plan B is my plan A. Do you understand what that means? You do? It means that there is no backup plan. The plan is the plan. How we execute that plan may vary, but the plan is the plan is the plan is the plan. All right, welcome to another edition of Social Proof, you guys. We are here with a live studio audience. Y'all make some noise. The energy's here. The energy's here. The energy is good. Yeah. I'm feeling it today. Yes. Y'all got to give me energy today. <laughs> I am Donnie Wiggins, your favorite host of Social Proof, and then I'm here with this guy over here. You ready to get started? What's up, y'all? I'm ready. I don't need no intro. You don't need no intro. We know who he is, David Shands. All right, so we were talking about networking. Yes. And you made a point that you don't know how to network. Not that I don't know how to network. I think I broke one of my own rules. Okay. I'm always like, I always tell, actually in my book, Networking No-Nos, I tell people to go in with, um, like knowing what you want to get out of it, mm -hmm. right? It's in the book. But I went because you invited me. I was like, oh yeah, all right, bet. I said, come through. Evan said, come through. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna come through. But I realized how uncomfortable that is. Cause I didn't even, like once I'm there, I'm like, yo, what do I need? And I'm like, oh, I don't need anything. But if I decided before I came what I needed, then it would've went better, it went better. So we just went to a networking event a few days ago. Mm -hmm. Set me up, how were you, what was it like? It was amazing, there was a lot of successful people in the room. So Evan gives the lay of the land, this person does this, this person has like, the, what he said, like the patent on the, uh, on the ability to take a regular car and turn it into like an EV car, which is crazy. Like he's just pointing at different people and I'm like, yo, this is phenomenal. I haven't been in a room like this before. And it was a little, maybe it was a little intimidating because normally, cause I, and plus I don't know none of these people. Yeah. Normally the, I, I've been so used to the last few years creating our own networking events. Mm -hmm. So I know everybody. Everybody knows everybody us. Everybody know me. <laughs> and ain't no influencers in the room. It these are like, not influencers yeah. in the room. Not, not in our way. Yes, not in our but way. But they're highly influential. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so um, shout out to Evan. Let's let him wave in the camera real quick. Who Evan, put on an amazing networking event. It happens every single month, right? Mm -hmm. And I went last month for the first time and I had to bring, you know, like a guest with me. I brought somebody with me. And then this month, um, because of how Evan curates these events, when you walk in, it's not just like walk in and you get in where you fit in. He's like, all right, so you need to meet this person, this person, this person. And he's immediately separating you from like your security blanket, like whoever you came with. 
And that makes me mad uncomfortable, right? Because I like to talk to who I like to talk to. Let me sit down and observe the room and feel people's energy. But it doesn't work that way. Like, this is intentional networking. So a couple of days ago when there was the event, I'm supposed to arrive with Jay Morrison. And um, our timing didn't align. So I'm literally, he's not answering his phone. And I'm in a black car. So I'm having them circle the building like we ain't getting out the car and we're not holding up the line. So we're just circling the building until I get an answer from somebody. And finally... Because I'm shy. I am really shy. Nobody ever believes it, but I am really, really shy. And I like to walk in with, like, you know, my people. Bree would be with me normally, like somebody that I'm familiar with. Mm. And um, so Jay ends up letting me know he's in there. I walk in. I beeline straight to him. I'm not making eye contact with nobody. I'm just, like, <laughs> focused. Where's Jay? I'm, I know I'm looking for the tall dude in the tunic, right? Mm. So I find Jay. And we chit chat for a minute. Then I bump into Sandy and I know Sandy from the last event. And um, he's like, yeah, let's sit down. Please. Thank God. Let's sit down. (laughs) And then he seats us in a way that's kind of like away from the crowd. So I was even more comfortable. But here's what I learned. I have to get back out and learn how relearn how to network. I am so used to people knowing who I am. When you get in the room, people are like speaking to you and they're excited to meet you and all this stuff because we're in our bubble. What I've also understood is that we're really nobody outside of this bubble, right? (laughs) Nobody. Well, maybe you. You too. No. Um, You ain't nobody outside this bubble. (laughs) We're really nobodies outside of our community, so to speak. And you have to learn how to show out, show up in any environment. So we're in this room. There's six, seven, eight figure plus entrepreneurs in there. And it's really cool. You met a lot of people. Did you did you meet somebody that really stood out to you? So well, here's my experience. So I'm 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 walking and like I'm with I'm with Dre. And I think that's when Evan was kind of telling me who's who. And then I see somebody that I know. Uh, Shouts out to Eric. And Eric and Eric is like extremely extra over the top and excited. He's like, yo, what's up, man? I'm like, yo, what's good? And I'm like, oh, I found my guy. You know what I mean? I've, I've known him for years. <laughs> so he introduced me to like two other people, and we wind up sitting there talking for probably 20 minutes. Then I see a guy that I knew, and he was like, and he remembered me, and I was like, yo, you're the guy. This was like maybe, this was 2014. Um, what was the name? The owner of CMK Restaurant? Lucky. MCK Lucky. 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 Yeah. Lucci. Lucci. Yeah, so Lucci. I always called him Lucky. Lucci. He was like, yo, what's up, man? I bought a shirt from you before. I was like, bro, you didn't buy a shirt. He came in the store and bought like 20 of them. Like we had like a a, a breast cancer awareness theme going. And my one friend, shouts out to Afro Mexican. That's his name, Afro Mexican. Hmm. Um, he's he bought some shirts and called him, said, yo, we support breast cancer awareness. He comes to South Cam Mall and he buys like he gets like 20 shirts and he doesn't know it. But I needed that. Oh, I need it was like four hundred dollars he spent. And I was like, I need that. So when I saw him, I said, yo, I needed that money back then for sure. <laughs> so we're all talking. And then uh another guy who's like really into like the liquor and spirits business, and we're sitting there talking for like 20 minutes. And then I walk away to find my wife, and another young lady comes up. She's like, Oh, I love your podcast. But she was like, she was really pretty and dressed nice. So I had to get out of there because my wife was there. And I, I, the optic of me just talking to this girl, I was like, oh, thank you. Appreciate it. <laughs> Let me get to my wife. You know what I mean? 
I don't want to look because I, I know my wife be over there like. Dre want that action. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so it was her and another guy, and I wound up talking to the other guy. He owns an IT company. So it was really, really cool that um, that people were familiar with the work. Yeah. And I sit down and talk to my wife and you, and we sit there comfortable. And here goes Evan. Hold on. You guys know each other, don't you? You talk all the time, don't you? Get up. Go network. And I'm like, I want to finish my salad. And that was my way of stalling. Um, but it, it was really, really cool because the next person I went to was back to Eric because he was talking to somebody else. And he started introducing me to people. So you did the same thing. You went to your security blanket. 100%. You found somebody in the room that you were comfortable with. Mm-hmm. But, but that's hack. not the, that's, that's the hack. That was the hack, yeah. Because he kept introducing me to other people. Yeah. And that's how I got into all these other conversations. So it's really, it really is a hack. It really build is a, a hack. If you could build a relationship with one person mm-hmm. and that, and that one person is someone that you see talking to a lot of people, mm-hmm. that person will probably introduce you to other people. Mm-hmm. That was the hack for me. Not a great time. So I did it a little differently. Um, I just let people come up to me You're and then I had conversations to. from there. Like I get so, I just, it's that beginning. It's like dating. Who wants to go on the first date? It's the worst mm. thing ever. Like the first 10 minutes of a first date is awkward. Is I don't know. How you doing? Where are you from? Mm. What you do? What side of town do you live on? Right. That part is so awkward. So I just make, make sure that I look approachable and I'm smiling. And when somebody was walking past me after I got comfortable, then I'd make eye contact with you and then people speak. And some people recognized, you know, the podcast and stuff. So it was cool, you know, in that setting. But we got to do better at networking. We do. We got to do better and we got to do more of it. For sure. If I I went in with intention and like Evan's telling me all these people that make money and let's just say I was looking for (laughs) some sort of. All right, let's do some quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you can keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headache, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required. Access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. It just makes sense. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit from NetSuite? I know you see it. Listen to me. If you have everything scattered in business, you cannot grow. And everything is more expensive when you have more and more processes layered on top of each other, more and more softwares. You got to get out of that. And it, it will improve efficiency and cut costs. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to NetSuite.com slash social proof. That's NetSuite.com slash social proof. NetSuite.com slash social proof. 
It's so important that black voices are represented in black media for so many different reasons. And the next generation of black uh, voices and influencers from black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collections, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. And every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective. From Bobby Smyrta to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black Stories, Black Truths. I listen and I'm enjoying these conversations that are for us, by us. Black representation, again, it hasn't always been uh, shared from our perspective. And black perspectives haven't been censored in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center black voices. It's NPR. Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as very nuanced and black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen to the Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get podcasts. Investment. Then I go up to the person, hey, what's going on, David? Oh, yeah. Well, what do you do? Better. Oh, cool. And then I'm giving an opportunity to share what I'm looking for. Yeah. Um, but if you're shy, if you are an introvert, I think this is a good opportunity for you to, like, do something that's about the activity, not the end result. Like, the fact that you are nervous going up to people. Mm-hmm. Let's use this as an exercise to start getting over that fear. So the next networking event I go to, um, I'm going to set a number. Yo, I'm going to connect with 15 people. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to tell 15 <laughs> people about what I do. Not for the result of it, yeah. but for the fact that I set a goal and I'm going to do it. You know what's so interesting is people think that we are like larger than life sometimes. We're in these rooms. We're taking over. But David and I are literally at this event um, and we're sitting at the bar and David looks at me and he says, so what are we supposed to even like ask people for? What are we? <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know. What do we ask people for? And that's also like the thing when you're running your own business, you have to know what you need. Like as much as you know what you do, you need to know what you need because you never know when you end up in a room like the Circle Network and there's people in there that could have what you need and you don't even know what to ask for. That's a fact. That kind of leads And we got a bunch of stuff yeah, that absolutely. we need to be asking for. We need investment money for what? Mess. A stuff. bunch of stuff. Which actually kind of leads us into the, the, the conversation we're going to have today. Yeah. Um, and Donnie posed a question. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to share the question? That I asked on Instagram? No, that you asked before when we decided what we're going to talk about. Don't like, know. What are you going? What would you do? Oh, I see. If you were to start all over right now to turn into a seven-figure business, yeah. Any of y'all want to know that? Like, what we would do if we had to start over from scratch, from like scratch. completely unsuccessful? Yeah. All right. What would you do from if you're going to start from scratch? Where's the mic? Who got to something? make seven figures? What would you do? Right here. Thank if you. I if, if I challenged you over the next two years to build a Seven-figure business, what would you do? Well, I actually did it. Um, well, my name is David Smith. Um, I'm in the telecommunications industry, and 
Is the mic on? Okay, let's turn the mic on. Is there a button on that mic? Absolutely. It's on. Okay. Oh, gosh. <laughs> it's I'm real bad. We looking real sketchy <laughs> out in these streets today. What oh are we doing? <laughs> I believe in your ability to figure it out. All right, come on over here. Ah. Put me on the spot, man. I wouldn't. I would have went got a lineup or something, you know, if I knew. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So uh, it's an interesting question for me because it's actually something I did. Um, I uh, I'm in the telecommunications industry. Before I moved to Atlanta seven years ago, um, I'm an old school sales guy. Call center telemarketing was kind of my background. So we always sold different TV, internet services, um, and then laws changed for me. So when you talk about starting all the way over is something that I did. Um, in fact, the laws changed to where we couldn't call, couldn't communicate the way that we were able to before with the phone laws. So literally started over everything. I, got, I was divorced at the time. I was in the office. I had to turn my office into a living space, um, lost everything, and I kind of had to reinvent myself where, um, so that would kind of be the answer. You have to reinvent yourself and think outside of the box. So I created my own internet service provider and found a way to, uh, provide our services in rural in rural areas where they didn't have regular internet. So it wasn't the sexy business that everybody tries to do, but it put me in a position to where I had an audience uh, from what I did before serving the rural communities. Um, I got with the cell phone providers and I created internet service using the towers and modems that I got in China. So it was just all about starting from scratch, reinventing myself, using a little bit of what I knew and what I had before. Um, that went on and then COVID hit. Um, unfortunately COVID hit, but it was fortunate for my business because we got about 4,000 customers in about eight months. And then, um, my hold on, hold on, hold on, because we're speaking very high level right now. Okay. Everything's shut down. You're yeah, making no down. money. Mm -hmm. Nothing's coming in. What's the very first step? The very first step was a lot of research. I spent a lot of time trying to find a way to make money in my niche market because I knew so much. I couldn't start all the way over. You talked about it a little bit earlier when you doing something, stick in that, you know, niche. And I was getting pulled away to start internet marketing companies and do some of the things that I did before. And I just said, hey, man, I know too much about this. I have an audience already, so let me stick to it. And it was just a lot of research. And I stumbled across a company that was doing something similar, and I tested it out. And I started myself being the first sales agent. And, you know, I was coming from having a call center of 20, 30 people. So it was kind of a pride thing for me to get back on the phones, take a step back and mm -hmm. start, you know, calling and, and reaching out. But, you know, that first day I knew right away. And I stepped back uh, from paying $15, $20 an hour because I couldn't afford it. I shot over to the Philippines and got agents for $5 an hour. And uh, sold, that company, right? sold that company. Yep. Ended up selling it for 4.8 and. Uh, four point eight. What? Just for people who don't million. understand the math. <laughs> and then I and then I got a couple million in equity, and a, a big company bought me that has a a solar satellite internet whole ordeal. They needed my uh, revenue because they were actually crashing. So it was another couple million in equity that I have in those guys. So for clarity, just to simplify this and dumb it all the way down, your first steps were to research, and then you stumbled upon a model that was already doing what you wanted to do, and you followed that model. And execute it in your own business. I don't want you guys to miss that. Yeah, yeah. All right. All right.
Anybody else? One more person. What would you do? To start, like, if, if, if I challenge you to start a seven, to build a seven-figure business in two or three years, where, do you, where would you start? What would you do? Anybody? Come on. So, peace, everyone. My name is Jocelyn. If I had to start over from scratch and build a seven-figure business, I believe the first thing I do would do is collaborate network, like find peers in my industry that are doing something similar, common, along the same, I would say, um, industry and build with them, whether it's videos, podcasts, just putting my um, vision, plan, product out there in community in this time that we're in right now, because I believe community is really huge and it's something I didn't leverage when I first started, for sure. Yeah. Love it, love it, love it. All right. Anybody else in here? One more had to start over completely from scratch. Uh, yes. Who I'm feeling like hearing from real quick. <laughs> Who's first time? First time? Oh, right here. Cool. She is not that tall. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we can... Just, yep, there we go. All right. Um, I'm Liberty, and I'm part of the morning meetup, and I wanted to just... <laughs> I actually wanted to build on what she said with, like, a real-life example. I haven't hit seven figures yet, but just being a part of the morning meetup community and being more vocal and sharing that, and I do, like, tech videos, and people have reached out to me to say, hey... I'm doing a mastermind. Can you come and speak and we can split revenue? So just like building on affiliate, I think that's what I would do is like double down on what my skill set is and seeing who else I can partner with so that that's basically like having a whole bunch of salespeople working for you. So I just wanted to build on that. Love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. All right. You know, you know what's interesting, Donnie? We asked this question and did everyone start thinking about it? Even if you didn't get to share, you started thinking about it? The reason you probably haven't built a seven-figure business is because you never thought about it. Mm. Or said, what could I do? Because we think, okay, what can I do to start a business? What can I do to build something? But it's never typically, uh, we, ne we have a good idea and we're like, okay, how do I build this good idea? But we never step back and say, yo, if I'm going to build a seven, if I'm going to make this a seven figure business, I'm going to make a million dollars. If I'm going to make six figures, if I'm going to make 250,000. What would I do? And we just do stuff based on whatever ideas come in our head, but we never sit down and map it out. Yep. And remember, we talked about it. We said, yo, okay, this is the year we're going to make a million dollars. This was yep. 2000. 2021, we made our yeah. first million and we literally said, okay, yes, energy. <laughs> And for the record, by we made our first million, we mean very separately made our first million individually. And we literally said it was February or March. It was like February, March 2021. And David and I have been consistent, had been consistently six figure income earners, which was great. But we literally were having a conversation. And in that moment, it just unfolded like, you know what? Why we ain't made a million yet? Why haven't we made a million yet? And there was no valid response as to why we hadn't made a million dollars yet. And so we then turned that episode into our road to seven figures. We called someone and asked them, 
what do we need to do to make seven figures? That was uh, A.D. Dolphin. Yep. And A.D. said, if you want to make a million, you need to create something where you can shoot for 10 million. Yeah, he said, if you, it was the best. He said, uh, the question was, how do we make seven figures? He said, shoot for eight. Shoot for eight. Shoot for eight. And so we're looking blankly at the phone like that was bad advice. <laughs> <Right. AD>. <laughs> what does that even mean? And I know that um, so many of you have the same kind of feeling like people give you this high level advice and you really don't know what what that means. If I don't know what to do to get to seven figures, how on earth am I going to figure out what to do to get to eight? So this morning I posted on Instagram, I asked you guys what you want us to talk about or teach about today. And so many people said the journey of getting to this, or you said something that was similar to the journey. And I just kind of want to break it down. I came up with a couple of things and I know you're going to add to it and we'll go. So this is in no particular order. I was taking notes um, irresponsibly while driving this morning because, you know, I got my formulas. Right. And we're going to get into it. So right now I have my five C's. Think of a number in your head. How much do you think it would cost for me, a pretty successful entrepreneur, to coach you every single day, to give you all of the game? I'm talking about every day for an entire year, Monday through Friday. I'm on, I'm on a, a virtual call teaching you how I've done the things that I've done and me updating you every single day in real time on all the business moves that I'm making, all the negotiations that I'm in, everything that I'm doing before I actually do it. How much you think? And let's say Monday through Friday, and then on Thursdays, we do a Q&A where not only do you get a chance to ask your questions and get them answered, but you get to, you get to hear the answer from a whole community, hundreds of other people on a call, and you get their answers that are going to help you too. What do you think? And once or twice a year, get together, free conference that we all get to come to and you get to meet all these people that you see virtually. How much do you think that would cost every single year? 10,000? Not even close. It will probably be closer to 100,000 because it's just, I don't, I, my, my time is valuable and to give you the sauce that's gonna help you make millions, I'd have to charge you at least 100,000. But what I've done is created a community where you get the advantage of learning how to become an entrepreneur. You get to network with hundreds of entrepreneurs every single day. You got a community that keeps you inspired and excited. You will read a book club with us every single day. We'll also have an event where we come together once or twice a year for free. We do all of that for $399 for the year. Go ask somebody. I've got receipts of things that I built over the last decade, okay? Uh, I am willing to coach you. $3.99 for the year. Listen, go to themorningmeetup.com or click the link in this video. Um, let's get back to the episode. But keep in mind, I want to coach you. Let's get started. I love it. It might be eight by the time we're finished. But for right now, it's, uh, what's the, what is it? Our five C's to seven figures? It's five C's to seven figures. I like that. Yeah, our um, five can C's I, Can I share something real figures. quick? Yes, sir. Um, when we start saying we're going to shoot for it, so we were saying we're going to shoot for eight figures. When we say that, what do you think that means? It doesn't just mean I'm going to make eight figures. Or if you want to make six figures, you need to shoot for seven. Shooting for seven doesn't mean just coming up with a number and saying, yo, I'm going to make seven figures. What that means is we have to plan and create a strategy on how we're going to actually realistically accomplish this. Yep. And most of us in this room have never spent time on it, or we've done it once, or we wrote down a couple ideas of what we're going to do, but that's not a plan. 
Ideas and a plan is different. An idea is we're going to rob a, a bank. The plan is, yo, we need to go scope out the scene. We need to get as many. We need to find who does what. If you list, if you watch one of those bank robbery movies, they always handpick what they need. They need a grease man, like the person who can like slither in certain like who who's small enough to crawl through the crawl space. We need the muscle. We need a driver, hey. right? So, I think we really need to. Yes, what happened? Okay, we need we need to spend some time on what does it mean to yeah. actually go for it, to plan it. Got it? You All right, ready? we ready? I'm already at six, Let's do you this. guys. It started off with five C's, but <laughs> now it. I got six. So y'all just keep accounting with me. The first one, so I do this training um, called Seven Figure Conversations, right? The very first C is conversations. Very first C. And these are the elements that people don't realize are slapping them right in their faces. But the very first thing is conversations. What conversation are you having with yourself every single day? What conversation are you having with other people every single day? Right? So, for example, when David and I decided that we were going to go for our very first seven figures, our conversation changed. It changed drastically. We went from what small event can we do? What $20, $10, $40 event can we do to then every single day became accountability. Are you on your goal today? Are you on track for your goal today? What can I do to help you today, right? And then the conversation that I was having with myself was more alignment with more in alignment with what do I have to do to achieve this goal today? Not what I can't do or how far I am away from the goal, but what do I actually have to do? How do I position myself? So I want you guys to audit the conversation that we're having with ourselves. Number one, are you telling yourself that seven figures is far away? Are you telling yourself that it's impossible? Or are you first telling yourself that you are qualified, you are capable, you have everything that it takes? I have affirmations all over my bathroom wall. I read these affirmations to myself every single day. In fact, it started with those particular, well, they've, they've changed, evolved over time, but it started with this seven-figure goal that we had. I had to tell myself every single day the level of success that I was going to be. I decided. I decided how much success that I'm going to have. Then that conversation spilled over into the conversations that I'm having with friends. So that literally meant that I had to stop talking to certain people about my goals, like parents, like significant others, like friends, because our goal was so big. It was bigger than anybody in my circle had ever personally experienced that they couldn't keep up with that conversation. And having those kind of conversations with people who can't keep up, there's a whole lot of, well, what ifs? What if this goes wrong? What if that doesn't happen? What's your backup plan? There is no backup plan. It has to happen or it has to happen. Mm. And that's the conversation that I had with myself and with every single person. And it didn't even take us a year to hit a million dollars. I think it took me like eight months or something like that, eight, nine months to do it. When I became super intentional, it happened, period. I didn't know how it would happen. I didn't know when it was going to happen. I didn't concern myself with those details that I call trivial. I just got to work. I was having the right conversation. So that's number one. Got anything? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, there was two conversations that I can say drastically uh, changed the trajectory of like that particular year. I'm doing an interview and my boy Neil comes by and at the end they're talking about their course or whatever and we end the interview. And Neil says, hey, you don't do affiliates? And I said, what's an affiliate? Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. He said, well, if they have a, a product or a service, you create like this, this affiliate link. So anybody that clicks that link and buys, you'll get paid. So I asked the person like, yo, do you have an affiliate? And he said, yeah. I said, can I have it? He said, yes. But at, the, at that point, I'm surrounding myself with someone who has been making multiple millions for years. So he sees what I don't see. Right? We're in an environment where it's happening. So certain conversations won't happen unless you're in that particular environment. There are certain conversations that you're having that are going to hinder you from hitting your goal. It just is what it is. And the second conversation, we were all in the mall. It was... um. Me, Pushman, Mitch, Neo. I don't know why Neo's always there. Maddie J, him five hundred, and I was super excited. This one month, I made a hundred thousand dollars, and I couldn't wait to share it. This is like the first of the month, and I, like the the previous month, I made a hundred thousand dollars between affiliates and like all kind of stuff. So I'm waiting for my moment. We're all here. You know, you got something to share. You try to, you don't want to be awkward, but you want to share it, right? I'm like, oh, wait, I'm in here. So I, I found my end. I was like, yeah, well, I mean, shh, this month I made $100,000. And push me a Mitch, and not even in a, not even in like an arrogant way or like even thinking about it. He said, that was your first one? He honestly, like, no, it was like just, oh, really? Like, you ain't, I, I thought you, I thought you've been doing that. I was like, no, 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 I haven't been doing that. Um, but their expectation of me was greater than the expectation I had for myself. I didn't know. Other people knew that I had something that I should have already been doing that. And nobody in this circle is impressed. Yeah. It's like, oh, that's your first one? I'm like, yeah. They're like, oh, yeah, man. You know, just hit it again, man. Yeah. And nobody's celebrating me. <laughs> Wait, yeah. so I want you guys to get clear on this. The conversations that you're having to reach this goal need to be conversations that apply pressure. hundred percent. So when we get to work on this goal, David and I are going toward this goal and we got the same people in our circles, the Neos and, and the Mitches and all these people. But David was really like my right hand during this experience, like trying to get it done. And I remember that month that you did the hundred, mm -hmm. right? David didn't take the whole month to do 100, just for the record, when you did this. So David calls me. He's like, yo, what's up, sis? Um, it's like, I don't know, like the 20-something of the month. And he's like, yo, what's up, sis? How you looking on that goal? And I'm like, yo, I'm going to slide into this $89,333.33. <laughs> and he's like, all right, you hit it yet? And I'm like, no, not yet. But the way I've projected these numbers to happen, I'm going to close out right at 89000 83. I'm sorry, 83 $33. So he's like, all right, cool. Let me know if I can do anything. Last day of the month comes and he calls me and he asks me, did you get it done? And I'm like, getting it done right now, literally enrolling somebody into my program right now. I said, what about you, though? Have you gotten it done? He was like, oh, yeah, I hit 100 like a couple days ago. I just didn't want to say anything and discourage you. <laughs> so what does that do for me? What? The pressure has been applied Oh, you hitting it days before the month closes <laughs> out? Not only did you hit it, you exceeded the $83,333.33. I thought we were going for a million, but you just upped the game and you're doing a little bit more. You're looking at 1.1, 1.2. Let's go. Mm. David applied pressure. So then my next month, 
I couldn't take the whole month to hit the goal. I needed to figure out how to get to the month, how to get to the goal as quickly as possible. So again, the conversations that you're having with yourself, the conversations that you're having with others, but you can't talk to, to small minds about big concepts and big ideas. Talk to people who can apply pressure, period. It's fun to talk to people who you're doing better than, right? Mm -hmm. It's fun to talk to people and you're like, I'm going to motivate you through this process by watching my process, but now is not the time for that. It's time for you to talk to and associate with people who are applying pressure. You hit the goal first and then you come back and motivate everybody else along the way. Thanks. All right? Listen, if I was going to teach you how to make a million dollars, would you give me 10000 like if I had a course teach you how to make a million dollars and you're positive, you're going to make a million dollars, would you give me 10000 Of course you would. It's no-brainer, right? So in a calendar year, we make seven figures with the podcast. But there's 21 things that I extracted from that that you're going to need to launch a podcast. But I only got time to give you three right now. One is you need a distribution platform. The distribution platform is what you upload your podcast to. That platform sends it to Spotify, Apple, Google Play, so that your supporters can actually listen to your podcast. You're also going to need a microphone. You need a really good microphone so it's crispy audio. And three, you need an income strategy. This is not necessarily a hobby, unless you're going to make it a hobby. But I can teach you how I made the seven figures with these 21 things. Now, the good news is you don't have to give me 10,000. My ebook is only 37 bucks, okay? So listen, go to podcastebook.com and get the 21 things that you need. And I, I can explain it in detail, all the things that you need, okay? Podcastebook.com. Let's get to the episode. We ready? Next C, talk to me. Next C, all right, let's yeah. get it. All right, no particular order. Next C, let me see where I want to go. All right, so we're having the conversation. Um, the next thing that I want to talk about is content. OK, because it's really the foundation for how we've built everything and content applies. I want you guys to understand something. Content is not just for social media influencers. Every single company who markets an idea successfully creates content. Your content is not just post on the Internet. Your content is your messaging, your marketing messaging, the videos that you're putting out on your website. It's what's going out in your emails. It's what's going out in your text messages. It's what's going out internally to your team, right? And so when we're talking about content, I had to really strategize my content in two separate ways. What's the content that I'm spreading out internally to my team? How do I keep them motivated? What do they need to see every single day to help me accomplish this goal and then what is the content that I need to put out in order to create awareness and bring awareness to my brand? What is your strategy for your content right now? Who in here has employees? All right. We got some employees. What's up, podcaster or soon to be podcaster? Get ready to level up your podcast game because the number one podcast education summit of the year is back and it's bigger and better than ever. I'm talking about the second annual podcast summit happening on July 4th and 5th in the content creation capital of the world. You already know ATL, baby, Atlanta, Georgia, going down July 4th and 5th, two full days. Imagine this. Imagine you getting all the game you need to take your voice, your brand, your your business to the next level. Imagine getting all the insider tips. Imagine getting all the know-how that you've been craving for the last two, three, four years where you're talking about you're going to start a podcast, but you haven't yet because you don't have the tools. You don't have the tips. You don't have the tricks. I don't care if you're just starting or you're a seasoned pro. This summit has something for everyone. 
picture you mastering the basics of setting up your podcast or unlocking the secrets to grow your brand on social media. We're not just talking about podcasting here. I'm talking about you want to build a long form catalog, whether it's skits, movies. We got people talking about script writing. This is an incredible experience. Imagine, imagine discovering the art of securing these lucrative sponsorship deals. And that's not all. Learn the ropes of creating a pitch deck that has sponsors knocking down your door. But wait, 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 wait. There's more. This isn't just a summit. This is an experience. I'm telling you. Rub shoulders with industry leaders. And you got to network with other people that are doing what you're doing. All the guests that have ever been on Social Proof Podcast, I'm giving them a free ticket. And in exchange, they promise me that they're going to sit down and do short interviews with you. We got podcast booths for our VIP members where you can sit down, pull somebody to a side, and you're going to create content in real time. I know what you're thinking. How do I get a part of this podcasting paradise? Well, it's simple. All you have to do is head over to podcastsummit.com, grab your tickets now, but hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, because I have something really, really special for you. I got a little treat for my early birds, people who take action. The next 20 listeners and only 20 listeners who get your tickets right now, okay? I'm not only going to give you 20% off of whatever ticket level you get, you get 20% off, but if you use the promo code Big Deal. It'll take 20% off immediately, but I'm also going to allow the first 20 people to listen to this right now to be able to bring a friend, bring a teammate, bring a partner for absolutely free. You get general admission, they get general admission. You get VIP, they get VIP. Whatever ticket level you purchase, you get to bring a friend, partner, colleague, boo thing for absolutely free. Nothing extra required. My team's going to reach out to you, get your partner's name, or if you don't have the person you no, right now, yet you got time, no pressure, you get us back. But use that code big deal that triggers to let us know you get to bring someone for free. So don't wait. So secure your spot at the number one podcast education summit in the country. Join us July 4th and 5th in Atlanta. Let's turn your podcast dreams into a reality, y'all. Head over to podcastsummit.com. Use promo code big deal at checkout and get your tickets now don't miss out on the opportunity to take your podcast to new heights take your brand to new heights take your business to new heights with this unprecedented offer okay i'll see you at the summit and don't forget to use promo code big deal are you thinking about how you put your content out to your employees, or did you just give them a job and said, here's your SOPs, your standard operating procedures, here's your job description, do it? Which one? Where's the mic? Do we have the road mic ready? Is it on yet? All right. Nope. Come no, over here for me. We'll not be talking. <laughs> here you go. Oh, oh. Thanks, y'all. I'm in the process of navigating from being a solopreneur to actually having employees. And what I'm noticing is working for my employee is giving him tasks ahead of time. When before, when it was just me, let's go get the bag. Or let's go get the money. Instead of let's plan the day before. Let's plan the month ahead so that way he knows and I know what needs to be done. Yeah, I I think even the like giving the task is a lot of times not enough. Like you're saying, do this thing, but there's so many intricacies in every single task 
like the, the there's the how and the like the, the the when and the why and there's so much in the task. Man. He's waiting for me. He said, "Come on with it, Donnie." <laughs> <laughs> All right. So for those of you who need to hire, and everybody in this room will hopefully get to the point so, where you need to hire. Yeah, you can sit down. Um, telling somebody what to do the day before, the week before, the month before is probably in your top three of inefficiencies in how you manage your business, right? So we have to paint pictures for our team. Our team has to be very clear. The very first thing any new employee needs to be clear about from you as an employer is your company's mission and your company's vision. That means where are we taking it? Where are we taking this company? And what vital role is being played through your position in this company? Like, and I learned this late. Before I was just hiring people and saying, these are your tasks on Monday, Wednesdays and Fridays, you do this, Tuesdays, Thursdays, and I need this reporting on this day, right? But people never understood. They were unsuccessful in their roles because they didn't really understand the big picture of what we're working on. Shatora, you were at my home last week and we mapped it out. What is the big picture to reach this goal? We're very, very clear. It's not just this is your job and this is what you're doing. It's this is the big vision these are the micro parts that we need to facilitate. And here is how you fit in. Here is how you fit in, Brie. Here's how you fit in on the team. So making sure they understand that. Then you want to make sure you're auditing for people to actually, for me, you can't just be looking for a job. I have to have people who really believe in the vision of where we're going because that's the energy I need around me. So I haven't made it big enough yet where my employees are so far removed from me that I don't know if they're passionate about this or not, but you really got to be sold out for the job. So one thing I love about what you do, um, you have like morning meetup, they're reading books and you're, you're keeping them very aware and you're having these meetings every single day, you know, with team and we're talking about the vision and we're allowing them to see how they contribute, but you don't just tell them how they contribute. You let them tell you how they contribute. How does your role play a part in the bigger picture of social proof or David Shan's LLC or whatever, whatever that is allowing them to have feedback, but it's you creating content through, let's say your SOPs, your standard operating procedures, what they do, what is the excitement that they need to have around working for you. So like when, when we went through your process of hiring your assistant, when I created the job description, you probably never read it, what it you did remember you asked me what do you want her to do right and perfect so i asked dave um he was having trouble with keeping uh the right staff in place so i said let me handle that for you let me get the staff in place one person yeah <laughs> Donnie had to fire her. i had to fire her because he was scared to have the conversation i wasn't scared i'm gonna have the tough conversation all day every day period <laughs> right I don't like to, but it has to get done. So I'm like, let me hire your next assistant. So we go out and I'm like, tell me what you need. Dave gives me all of these things. She needs to be organized. She needs to be punctual. She needs to be blah, 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 blah. These things are great. But what about the character of the person who needs to work in this capacity with you? So I added to that job description the type of person you need to be. I know in order to be around me, you need to be lively. You need to be very friendly and outgoing because my business partners and my clients need to feel at home and they need to feel welcome, right? What are the core qualities and the core values of that person? And then we search for that person. And it was really easy for me to go through the first couple of rounds of interviews because you don't even meet the core values. I don't care what your skill set are, what your skill sets are. When you showed up to this Zoom, you were three minutes late, done. 
You showed up to the Zoom. You were quiet, a lot of awkward space. Done. You showed up to the Zoom. You didn't know who the heck I was or David. Done. Right. These are things that we needed to put in place. I don't care how fast you type. I don't care how well you communicate. Let's talk about these core values first. So that's that on staff. You got anything there? Um, no, yeah, I, I think for and that's for people that are going to have a staff. Mm hmm. But I think you have to fulfill those roles yourself. Yes. Uh, even before we have all these people in this studio, we had the studio and I not only set up the recording, set up the, the guests, but I'm setting up the cameras. I'm in there an hour and a half early, setting up the cameras, setting up the mics, recording, taking it home, editing it and making sure that it's out on time. Mm -hmm. I did all of that. I was the right employee for me. Mm-hmm. Some of you, like, you're the wrong employee for you. Hmm. Like, in what you're trying to do, you're not the right fit. You would probably fire you. Like, you're always late. You're always making excuses. You, you, you never execute. You're the wrong person. Yep. I believe you can for sure make your first six figures by yourself. You absolutely, you can make your first seven figures by 100%. yourself. I nearly did. You guys, when I was on my journey, um, I created my course during COVID, right? And I created my course during COVID while I had COVID, breathing on oxygen treatments, and I thought I was dying, literally. Didn't know, because that's what the news was around you, right? Thought I was dying, and I said, what I have built right now will not sustain my mother and my daughter should I die. And I'm in, like, I had COVID for months. This was not, like, a quick thing. And I'm in my bedroom, and I'm like, I got to figure something out because I don't know how long they're going to be able to survive off of what I had done. So I said, I can't work with my one-on-one -on -one clients right now because I'm sick. How do I package this up, put it in a course? We're talking about content. We're talking about no excuses. We're talking about doing what you have to do, right? So I am literally trying to figure out how to put this together. I'm mapping out my course. I'm putting everything together on paper. As soon as I get my voice back and I'm able to speak, I need to record the imperfections of it all. I live in a condo. It's very noisy. There's trucks and trains and everything, police sirens going by. This isn't working. I can't sell this. You know what I did? I went in my bathroom. I, uh, what do you call it when you? Poop. Soundproof. Oh. Shut up. I went, <laughs> I went in my bathroom. I laid a, I Googled first. How do you soundproof a, an open space? And there were some suggestions about going in the bathroom, putting pillows around your bathtub. And I have this on camera, like I shared it once before. I'm literally in my bathtub with COVID with an oxygen mask on my face. And I hit record because my motivating force at that time was making sure my mom and my daughter could continue to live their life for years if something should happen to me. I got it done anyway. So in that time, when I initially started my business, I was the tech team because I didn't have enough money to pay tech. We're in the middle of a whole pandemic. We're not spending money on team. I, had, I was my tech team. I figured out how to do my, my website. The same crappy website that's up today that's still generating seven figures. My website is trash. Okay? It's <laughs> It's trash. It's a picture from way back in the day. Who cares? It works and it converts, right? I was my tech team. I was marketing. How do I market this idea? I know how to market when I'm out and about. I know how to sell and make a whole lot of money from the stage, but there are no stages right now. So how do I sell right here from my bed? And so I start getting ideas about how to be marketable from home, how to run a home, a true home-based business. And I just started trying things. The better I felt, if I had a minute of an hour where the medicine was working and I felt good, I recorded a video. 
I then said, okay, this isn't enough. Let me take people through the behind the scenes. And you guys enjoyed seeing the behind the scenes of me building this brand, the struggles, my robe, my hair looking a mess, me in raggedy pajamas, whatever had to happen. We're going to get this course out. The content has to be created. We're not out shooting content in Buckhead and looking pretty with red bottoms on. We're right here at the crib. Y'all going to see this thought bed that I have. You know, I got the thought bed. You got a thought headboard too? My, my headboard is so thought like. <laughs> I don't even know what I was thinking when I bought that, but it is what it is, right? But y'all going to see it. I was never embarrassed to show the beginnings. I leveraged my beginnings as my content and that is my unique selling proposition. That's why I come across so relatable. I'm on the morning meetup this morning. I was getting ready. I sent Kay a video this morning, scarf on, hair rolled up. Post that in the Patreon. Let people see how Donnie Wiggins lives her life and, and operates her business. But your content has to happen one way or the other, period. So all this, my hair's not done. My hair not done. I got my hair done on Saturday. It's four days later, all right? My hair not done. We show up. And we make money. Your makeup's not done. Show up. Your face breaking out. Show up. You don't know what to say. Say anything. This makes the difference. And this isn't just from 2020. Like this literally when I got on Facebook somewhere between 2008, 2010, this is on the other side of I had just lost everything. And here's this platform that allows you to just vent. Just say whatever you want to say. And I'm telling people like, because I have been known in my circle for being successful. How do you, how do you be, how, how do you create this massive amount of success, which was massive at that time for me? I was making like $250,000 a year, felt massive to me. How do you go from this person who has this amount of success? You're all the way up here. Everybody's celebrating you. Anytime I go to the reunions, it's like, oh, there she go. And then I have nothing. I lost my cars. I lost my home. I'm living with my mom. I'm sharing a bed with my daughter, my old childhood bed. Like, how do I show my face? What do I do? Am I going to let the embarrassment take control of me? And I decided immediately, you know what? Nobody's going to beat me to this embarrassment. I'm just going to put it out there. Y'all, I lost everything. Watch how we about to come up, though. Mm. And I took everybody through it as I'm thinking this through. I literally posted about my every move. Some of you guys feel like, oh, let me hold this to my chest until it's done. That didn't work for me. Sharing the journey and creating content that exposed the truth about what was happening in my life and what I was building. At that time, my first that business was a clothing store. You know, just sharing that journey is what really took it to the next level. So I want you to write down right now, what are three types of content you can create? Most of you won't have employees right now, so that part won't matter. What are three types of cre content that you can create that are relevant to your business model? Write them out. Is it behind the scenes content? Is it educational content? Do people, people love to see my behind the scenes. So I show it. They like to see David's behind the scenes. So he shows it. Is it your educational content where you're giving game? Here are the three ways that you do X, Y, and Z. Is it your motivational content where you're really empowering and impacting other people? One of my favorite types of content is agitation content. I love to agitate the crap out of y'all. I love it. I'm going to call you out in my content. I'm going to make you read this and you're going to be like, oh, yeah, this is this is it. Oh, wait, she's talking about me. My feelings hurt. <laughs> because I am going to agitate you to the point where you are going to make a different decision. You're going to make a change. What is the different types of content you can create? Write that out, period. The other thing is I want you to figure out the roles that you must play in your company. 
You don't have the money to hire anybody right now. Take it off the table. Don't ask me how we put a team together. That's not your mission right now. You are your team. Say it with me. I am my team. I am my team. If you know that, say it like you mean it. All right. So you are the team right now that's going to get you to your first half million dollars. Do you believe that? I don't feel like you do because nobody said you are. I am my team. And so I want you to write out the roles that you must play every single day. Are you your operations director? Are you your marketing expert? Are you your accounting and payroll person? Are you your content creator? Are you the expert? Write it out right now what has to happen in your business. This is like real, real talk. You can literally go back on my page to 2020 where I made a post talking about just this. I am my everything. I am my everything. Yeah, I was. I, w- I would also share too. Even creating content and like th- like executing this list should probably be an exercise for you in your ability to execute on the list or creating content. You might not have it perfect, but let's work on being able to be consistent enough to create something on a consistent basis. Outside of the outcome of the thing. I think we got to first focus on our ability to actually do something consistently. And it, it, it shows up across the board in everything that you do. So you might think, well, I don't like doing social media. And when I make a video, it don't really hit or my post, nobody's engaging. And that might stop you. But you don't realize that your ability to go through that down market is, is, is showing up in your ability to go through when nobody's buying. Because how you do anything is how you do everything, right? You've heard that? So, like, we need to have an exercise of actually being able to do it. And once that that year, 2021, that year we focused on making the first million dollars. The year before, I think I might have did, like, five, six hundred thousand. The very next year, it was, like, six X. But it it wasn't because I did anything outside of what I normally do. I focus on my ability to put a system in place, my ability to execute, my ability to ask someone for the sale, my ability. It wasn't that I, it wasn't like the skill set that I focused on. Mm, wait, that's a C. We're adding a C. Oh, Because you hit two of them right now, and I don't want you to go too far because we're going to, Okay. We're going to formulate this thing on out. We're so not we hit get to them last three. Capability. <laughs> capability. Okay. Focus on your capabilities. Yep. Keep going. I don't know where I was. <laughs> you were focused on your ability to sell and ask for the money. Yeah. So the, the list that we all make, we make the list of all the things that we need to do. Right. But right next to that list, just drive a, a line down the middle. There needs to be a list of all the things we need to improve on as human beings, as people. How's your focus? How long can you sit down, create and and like create a plan on something? How long? Maybe four minutes and it feels like 30. Like looking for an answer for something. How long? You're on, you, you go to a YouTube video, you click one. It's not giving you what you're looking for. You go to another one. And the second time you watch a little less than you watch the first one, then you go to a third one, then you go to Google and then you're done. And then you ask somebody like how long, like that's a flaw. Mm -hmm. How many books have you started and haven't finished? Too many. That's an indication that you're starting businesses and haven't finished. You're starting projects and haven't finished. 
and you just buy another one and you start that one and not buy it until somebody gives you another recommendation for a book and you buy that one and you don't read it. How many courses have you bought that you haven't finished? It's not getting the information. It's your ability to be consistent. It's your ability to complete something. Mm -hmm. That's how you completed something. Mm. Go for it. Prolific. That was the journey that I was on. I wasn't on the journey of (laughs) working on being like better at a thing. I'm working on being a better person. A better person. That's it. I love it. All right. So I'm going to move through a couple of these really quickly. So we just added capability. Like what are you capable of doing and how are you capable of doing more of those things at excellence? Right. And then Dave already touched on this too. That that was what, what was that? What number was that y'all? That was three. All right. Capability was three. So number four, Dave touched on it a little bit, consistency. I don't feel like I have to go super deep on this because you have heard consistency over and over and over again. But the thing is, for whatever reason, you haven't activated your own level of inner consistency yet. So you suck. Period. You want to stop sucking? Be consistent. How do, how do you be consistent <laughs> for somebody who just isn't? Like the person that we described where they start, stop, yeah. start, stop. How yeah. how do they break? Because it's not as easy as just it's not do it. Well, I mean, so sometimes it is, right? Mm-hmm. So sometimes you have to be sick and tired of being sick and tired. When you reach a point where you're tired of life looking the way it is or tired of a circumstance or a situation looking the way it is, then for some of us, you will just kick in and automatically just start doing things regularly, but a couple of things that you can do um, to, to, to be consistent is take on smaller tasks. Break things down into smaller tasks. Stop looking so much at the big, big, big picture. So right now, what do you have to do? Instead of saying, what do I have to do consistently to make seven figures? What do I have to do to consistently just make money? Right? How do I just make money? What is a smaller goal that we can break down? Well, let's look at what it just costs to live our lives every single day. What does it cost to live your life? Who knows that right off the top? Scream it out for me right now if you know what it costs to live your life. 4000 a month? That's really good. Who else? Huh? Seventy-two, seven thousand two hundred. 7200 Who else? you got? Two? Listen, Shatora living life. She over there living life. Who else knows? Um, 72 it costs <laughs> you, like, bare metal. Is that employees and stuff, or that's just living? Oh, I was oh. about to say, God, that's off. Because right. I know I got a bunch of kids, and <laughs> I'm around that. You around like, that? Yeah. Sheesh. Yeah. I mean, that's not like business. Like, that's not even business. That's just like house, cars, my wife's um, DoorDash. I, I wish they had like a membership, a DoorDash. Like, you get rewards. Can't you give rewards and points on DoorDash? I don't know. DoorDash and Amazon, man. We need stock. Stay focused. I want you guys to identify two numbers, two numbers that are very important. One, how much does it cost to live your life personally? I'm not talking about your business. I'm talking about how much it costs to live your life, your rent, your mortgages, your car note, your uh, toiletries and upkeep, your electricity, your Netflix and all of those subscriptions. Just that base number. What does it cost to live your life? And then the next number is what is the goal? What is the goal number to live your ideal life? So that number will factor in the baseline number plus 
what it costs to run your business, plus what it costs for you to live the life that you want. Most of you have never sat down to figure out how much it costs to be you. So I don't know where these numbers are coming from and I need to make $5,000. Really, will it cost $7,200 to live your life? Why? Where's $5,000 coming from? Or I want to make $100,000 in a month and it only costs $7,200 to live your life. Tell me why. We need a why attached to this number. So I want you to determine those two things. And then I want you to break down from there. Let's go with the baseline number, what it simply costs to live your life. I want you to look at your product or your service and real quick, Tell me how many of your offers you have to sell right here. It costs $4,000 to live your life. Okay. How many of your offers do you need to sell to get to that $4,000? Get the mic, pass him the mic. Come on, you guys, let's play nicely. 25% markup. I need to sell about 40 units. About, or you need to sell 40? I need to sell 40 units. 40. All right. So then for you, every single day, what does that look like to sell 40 units? Are people coming to a website? Or are they coming into a brick and mortar? It looks like me contacting my vendors and letting them know the inventory that I have. Okay. How many vendors do you need to contact every single day in order to sell 40 units in a month? Roughly about two. Roughly two or two? Two. Okay. So we know hold that on, if you... Hold on, hold on, hold on. If you contact two vendors, you'll sell all of your products? In a month. In a month? Is that two of them buying or you're saying I contact two, one doesn't order, one buys all of them? So between the two of them, I see who's going to offer me the most for the inventory and who are, who's ever offering me the most minus the fees and expenses of shipping. That's the person who I sell to. So, so everybody, yes you never have, they never say, no, I'm good this month? Some, if the prices make sense, they'll buy. So right now I got, say, an African buyer. He bought... $5,000 worth of electronics. I pay 60%. Mm -hmm. I know at the margins that I'm making, I have room for negotiation. So then I decide between the two of them, if this person's offering me 650, but this person's offering me 600, but this person is paying the 3% fees is deciding. How who many vendors are there in this world? Like plenty, a lot, right? Yeah. So how many vendors do you typically contact in a month? Between the two of them, probably 10. Contact 10 a month? Try to. And you sell to two? Yeah. So you said you have to contact two, and you said one of them will buy. So I have, when I say contact, meaning establishing new relationships. So there, I have existing relationships who I already sell to. These people buy in volume and in bulk. However, Contact two, but you contact 10 every month and two buy, correct? I contact 10 every month. That's my goal. I want to meet. And develop relationships with 10 new vendors each month. Hmm. How much does your business make a month? Let's say last month I did 50. 50,000? Correct. What about a month before that? I did 40. The one person you said they spent 5,000. Mm -hmm. Correct. Right? So the other one spent 45,000? It varies. So I may have a Chinese buyer who buys parts units he'll spend i would love to see because I, I something's there's yeah. something that you don't understand about your business <laughs> and there's like and i think the guesstimate is off or you don't know where it's coming from we could do it after. you need an accountant you have an accountant not really you need one i remember i remember i thought somebody asked y'all how much is, 
Like, you know, what's your payroll? I'm like, about 12000 And my account was like, no, it's about forty. Hmm. I said, yo. where?" I said, what? A 40 month? what? <laughs> <laughs> but it's something, like, doing it yourself, you have no idea what your numbers are. I'm, I'm telling you that right now. Yeah. And once you realize that you don't know what your, like, what your numbers are, I want you to come back and be like, yo, Dave, you was right. Yeah. But I'm 100% positive. The numbers that you just gave me, you're, I don't want to say you're probably pulling them out the air. No, right. I'm going off of what PayPal says. I understand, but you said a bunch of different Can things. Can I see your PayPal? Yeah. I want to see where it's coming from because it's. Because the math ain't mathing, baby. The math ain't. All right, math. but this brings me to this point. You don't know what activity that you need to be doing consistently. Before y'all answer a question, I'm going to ask to see the statements. You can't, you can't tell me anything. All right. Cool. All right. Just putting that out there. So be careful when you raise your hand. Um, you don't know what you should be doing consistently if you don't know what your numbers are and what you should be tracking in the first place. So it goes to say, again, if you need to make, let's just say five thousand dollars a month, I want you to break down how many of your products or services you need to sell every single month. Right. And then I want you to break down your closing ratio. What's your closing ratio? He ain't making a little bit of money, all right? No, I, don't, I don't think he's not making a little bit of money. Is this a screenshot or am I on the website? Because I'm going to refresh this mug. <laughs> all right, let me see. I don't, think he's not, I don't think he's making a little bit of money, but especially the higher the number is, the more you don't know anything about your numbers. Uh, the math still ain't mathing, though. So I want you to get really consistent. I want you to write down what that activity looks like. So for example, in my company, I know that my team closes at 30%, right? My role in my company is no longer to sell. My role in my company is to bring awareness and exposure to the brand and keep leads on the calendar for my sales team. How do I do that? I do that through the social proof podcast. I, through, I do that through uh, full transparency podcast. I do that through going live on Instagram. I do that through communicating through my text community. I do it through sending out emails regularly. My job is to show up and be Donnie and be likable and relatable that people want to work with me and they book calls for my sales team to close. Okay. Now, if I'm closing at 30% and I need three sales a day in order to reach my goals, then I know that at any given time, I need to have 10 appointments on my calendar for my sales team every single day. This is what my calendar looks like every single day. My calendar is my cash calculator. Don't let that go over your head. If I don't have appointments on the calendar today, we got a problem. It's not my sales team problem. It's not my marketing department's problem. That's a Donnie Wiggins problem because I know that my consistent effort comes in getting leads on the calendar. So if I see that I don't have any calls scheduled today, what do you think I'm going to do? What's my consistent activity that I need to do right now to get appointments booked? What was that? Go live? Market? Send a text message? I'm sending an email? I might call people and say, hey, how's it going? Whatever we have to do, that's my consistent effort. But I don't wait until I don't have calls on the calendar. I'm doing this every single day consistently anyway. So I want you to figure out how many people are coming to your website. Like if you're selling T-shirts or anything online, if you know that you get 100 visits to your website every single day and only two people buy, but you need seven sales, then you have to increase that foot traffic by like 4x, right? And now you have to figure out what that activity looks like consistently in order to do that. What you got? 
Uh, just looking at these numbers, it's uh, it's very, very interesting. It's very interesting. Very interesting. Cause I see a bunch of different people pay you, but it's not like vendors, right? Hmm. Oh, one person pay. So I, I see like this name and then this name and then another name. I This is a whole nother conversation for a whole. Yeah. We'll talk yeah. about it offline. All right. Yeah. So we got that, you guys. Let me move on. So let me catch up real quick because I lost track. What number are we on? What do we have? Call them out for me. Number one. Mm -mm. Are we taking mm. notes? Can are we in the same room? What's number one? Number one, number one. Conversation. All right. What's number two? Content. All right. What's number three? All right. I like how that sounds. What's number four? All right. Let me see where we want to go next. All right. Next place I want to go is community. This was game changer. Game changer community. Every single business needs one. I don't care if you sell bleach. You need a community. All right. Community, community, community. Write this down in your notes. Community will make me rich. Write this down in your notes. I will serve my community and my community will serve me back. Mm -hmm. I will serve my community and my community will serve me back. Tell them type it in the Patreon, Kay. I just want to see <laughs> I want to see activity happening in the chat over there. I will serve my community and my community will serve me back. So here's something that um, I think made... Me and Dave, a lot of money. Not even, I think, I know. Um, been building community since 2008 before I even knew what building community meant. And a community is simply a group of people who have similar ideas or interests that you are serving in some capacity, right? So when you're thinking about your community, you're selling your apparel, I would have a community of people who absolutely love, let's say you sell affirmation apparel, I would create a community of people who love to wear affirmations on their shirts. Sneakerheads, sneaker clubs, those are communities, right? Um, morning meetup, actionable CEO, six-figure EDU, these are all communities of people who have common interests and similar ideas. Now, when you figure out how you can serve your community, then you need to be very, very clear on exactly what those things are. What do you offer to your community? What is your best skill set? What can you deliver to your community in excellence? Here's the thing, though. When you guys are building community, you see these already built communities. You see the 100 plus thousand subscribers or 260 something thousand subscribers on YouTube and you try to go for the gusto. We didn't start that way. We just started with very simple conversations. My very first community that I built that I can remember was of brand new entrepreneurs. So right now I help CEOs scale to seven figures. I didn't start that way. I didn't know anything about making seven figures when I started as a business coach. When I started as a business coach, my one job was to help someone who was unclear become clear in a business idea to start. So I didn't take them from A to Z. I took them from A to B. I can help you come up with a dope business idea. That's all I got. That's mm -hmm. it. Oh, you want to know how to build it? Oh, you got to go in somebody else's community for that. Yeah. <laughs> That's not what I do, right? So what do you do excellently that you can show up for regularly and create content for every single day? Because your community has to be served. This is a group of people who are like-minded who want to discuss and exchange ideas around your area of expertise or your area of interest. Pick it up. Um, yeah. I mean, that's, that's all I've ever done was build community. So just community is like, first I had to like handle my own community, like my, my peer group. 
That's a community. Mm -hmm. It's like five or six of us that are going in the same direction. And creating a platform or an environment where we can all get together and you can invite some friends. You can invite some people for a workshop. And I don't know if this would be a separate C or the same, but continuity for sure. I don't know if you have it on there. That not consistency? Well, no. Continuity. Tell a me more. Continuity program where someone oh, pays oh, okay. I see. monthly program. for something. We're just in that space now where people are super comfortable paying monthly. Like we got the Patreon and we created an offer where we're offering way more than the value and people are willing to pay continuity. Like Netflix is $20 a month, right? What's the value of it? To you. If the value was $20, you wouldn't pay for it. But the fact that they give you unlimited movies and like one movie you might watch is $20. I remember going to the movie theater, it was $8, $10, right? But I get $20, $20 a month for unlimited entertainment, $20 a month to be able to entertain my friends. Or if, if we go, if I'm on like a, a, a date where we can watch a movie and eat some, you know what I'm talking about, right? Kendall, you be on to that. <laughs> the at the crib dates. <laughs> Kendall, you be you be on a, at the crib date. You be Netflixing them. Do you be Netflixing them? When's the last date? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Where's the mic? I need when this do you, real quick. When do you start Netflixing them? How many outside dates? Yo, you look know? at how red his cheeks got suddenly. Did I get red? I'm light. I'm light. I can't even help it. I'm good. Though. Nah, you red in a mug. <laughs> Kendall, when's the last date? I ain't been on a date in a long time. I just got a seven-year relationship like two years ago, so I don't. That you ain't been on a date? Just... Nah, I ain't been on a date. All these young ladies I'll be hooking you up with in the studio, I'm you ain't focused, never go out? Bro. I'm just so focused on what I'm doing. Like, I have a question, just... Kendall. It maybe doesn't define dates the way some people I was define. Gonna, I, have a, I have a question. You, you don't haven't call been it on a date. date. That means that you haven't like been out of the house and paid for an, an experience? No, nah, just, well, I guess... You be Netflixing them. No, nah, I don't be Netflixing yeah. them. Like, I have been. I, I understand. Say, I went like out to eat. Not out to eat, but like I go on a walk. Like I do stuff like that. Okay, let me ask you this. <laughs> yeah. Have, like, you, you, ain't pay have you had adult horizontal activity? Yes. Horizontal activity? Vertical. Adult? No, I have not. Adult horizontal activity? No, vertical, horizontal, no. Wait. You doing it vertical? That's Diagonally that's in the smoke? Like, what we got going on? Diagonally. But not like. <laughs> All right, continuity, guys. Continuity. Okay, continuity. so that is one of the C's, yeah. so we're going to get there. For sure. Community. So I want you guys to understand this about community. We got about 10 minutes, y'all. I want you to understand it. <laughs> Adult Kendall like, said, I'm smashing. I'm just ain't, I'm just not paying for no dates. <laughs> we gonna walk. Kendall got a community. We're gonna walk right back to the crib. <laughs> hey, Kendall gotta... said, I am communing to the crib. <laughs> we gonna see what this lay down look like. Um, okay, anyway. <laughs> Y'all get on my nerves. This is why we are the number one podcast for entrepreneurship oh in the world God. right now. <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Who else's business can I get in here real quick? Okay, so your community, I don't want you guys to be focused on um, your community paying you money. 
You do not have to nickel and dime your community. Now, you will have some communities where they are paying you a fee, but I want you to be focused on having a strong number of people who are looking forward to your content, who are looking forward to your consistency, whether they're paying you any money or not. Cheat code. Anytime we drop a new idea, whether I'm doing it myself, Dave's doing it, or we're doing it as business partners, the first people who get the release for the drop, the first people who get the opportunity to buy, the first people who get the opportunity or the only people who get discounts on anything I do are my community. Mm -hmm. I have never ran a public sale ever in the history of being in business. I don't do it. I don't discount my worth. But my community, because they are so tuned into me, they are able, they're already plugged in. They're able to get incentivized. And sometimes that means discounts. So you may have a free community of people that you're grooming. That means you're putting consistent information out to. You're, you're constantly putting information out. So when you drop something, when you drop that new T-shirt, when you drop that new idea, they're the first people that's ready to buy. And that leads us into number, where we at? Number what? Number six, which is continuity. Continuity. Write that down. Anybody need me to spell it? Dave, you good? I know exactly how to spell continuity. Spell that real quick for me. Out loud. C-O-N-T-I-N-U-I-T-Y. Continuity. Let's give it up for yeah. Dave. Your boy just, for two years, he right? just spelled a five-syllable word. He two be struggling years, with the threes. All right, continuity. So a continuity program, if I'm starting all over, instead of selling one-off products and services, I am trying to find the easiest way to something that I can put on what I like to call the LA fitness model, where people are paying money over and over and over again, okay? Let me give you my personal strategy for a continuity program. I like to keep it under the radar, okay? Okay. LA Fitness charges you like $34, 40-something dollars a month. Do you know why? You don't miss it. Y'all be out here trying to charge $500 a month for stuff. We miss that. Mm -hmm. You want to be an essential expense, okay? You want to be one of the expenses. You want, to, you want to price your continuity program in a way. Now, obviously, this is relative depending on who your audience is. I serve through my continuity programs. I serve beginner entrepreneurs. It's safe to say that these beginner entrepreneurs have not yet made their six or seven figures, right? So I need to keep this under the scope of what they can afford to pay. So when times get hard, I'm not the first, my programs aren't the first things being canceled. But that also means that I have to put a tremendous amount of value into these programs as well, right? So my magic number for a beginner continuity program, I'm about to give it to them. Talk to us. My magic number. Do you guys know what continuity means? Yes, it means that you've created something that people are paying for every single month over and over. My magic number, $37 a month. I'm going to just put that out there. Y'all do with it what you want. $37 a month for beginners, beginner level information. People don't miss under $50. Once you hit $50, we start auditing the bank account a little bit. Who, wait, who is this we've been paying? $50 to, right? $37 a month is a magic number. Now, when you're building a continuity program, whether you're charging $37 a month, and then we have programs that are higher level, but these are also serving higher level people. I'm talking about beginners. $37 a month. 
You need to identify why people would want to pay you. What are you giving them that's exclusive that you're not just putting on the Internet? What kind of organized information? What kind of organized activity? What kind of meetups? What kind of trainings? What are you doing in these programs, right? There has to be value added in these programs. You can't just charge people $37 a month. What are they getting? Discounts to what? Map that out. Some of my favorite platforms to host continuity programs are going to be Mighty Network and Patreon, since we have a Patreon. And if you're in the course creation or coaching community, you can also do it on Kajabi. Keep your subscriptions really low. Just use their um, their membership platform inside of it. Okay, you'll have higher level programs as well. Um, But I like to create. A $37 program, your first goal should be getting your first 100 people in that program. Something that you should know about continuity programs, the average person stays stays subscribed for three months. So if you have 100 people this month, know that these people are going to cycle through and they're going to stay for about three months. So your continuity program not only means that you're consistently and continually earning money, but you're also continually having to replace the people who left couple of things that help to speed up creating a continuity program is having a unique point of difference. What happens inside of this group? What is the experience like creating an experience for people that's different than what they can get anywhere else? Second thing is being incredibly likable and relatable. You can't be out here being Mr. Attitude, Mrs. Attitude, thinking people want to be subscribed to you on a monthly basis, right? And the third thing that you want to consider when you're putting a program together is how you're pricing it, but how you're getting people. So I would incentivize the people who are already there and offer them some type of an affiliate or incentive for spreading the word. So you want to you want people in your in your community to create what's called user generated content. UGC, you'll see this term often user generated content. The fastest way for things to grow wings is for other people to talk about it outside of you. If I tell 100 people every single day on a live about my continuity program, am I going to make some money? Yes. Would I make more money if I had 10 of you guys telling 100 people on your lives about my continuity program? Yeah. Would you do it regularly if I incentivized you in some kind of way for doing it? Yeah, you might even doing do it if I didn't incentivize you, but the experience was so amazing that you just think everybody else should do it anyway, right? So you want to get to a point where you're doing something in that group. So maybe it's a, a mixer like Evan does. Maybe it's a meetup like Dave does every single day. You want something that people that share worthy. What can you do in this group that's shareable? People are going to be wanting to talk about it. Maybe it's a t-shirt that everybody gets. Maybe, maybe it's, you know, like I talked about the, the meeting, the meetup, maybe you're highlighting the XYZ person of the month or whatever, shareable content in your continuity program so people can do the marketing for you. Facts. All right. I got one more, but go ahead. Okay. You got something else? Let's, uh, well, we're almost nearing the end because I got a 12 o'clock meeting. Okay. Hold on. Whoa, wait, wait. How many do we have? Six. One, two, three, four, five, six. Oh, that was all. That's that was all it? of them. That's all of them. All right, let's go through them one more time, you guys. What was number one? Are we on the same page? We're looking at the same notes? <laughs> What's number one? What's number two? Three? Four? Five? Six? Continuity program. 
Okay, P. Okay, C C C C C P. Now it. we gotta actually do the work with this the same intensity. Okay, I, I just want to hear now real quick. Do the work. Real quick, who has the mic? Uh, okay, what's the one area that we talked about? What one C do you need to work on right away, or that not even that you need to that you're gonna leave today and take an actionable step toward today? Who raise your hand? Show of hands. You got one. Yeah. What is it? Conversation. Conversation. Next, pass. I bet mic. it would be conversation. Kendall be having them conversations. On them walks? Kendall be having them conversations on them nice, brisky walks. Horizontal integration. Horizontal integrations and automations. (laughs) All right. I'm going to work on community. You're going to work on? Correct. Community. All right. Who else has something that they're working on? One of the C's right behind you. Pass the mic like a hot potato. Let's speed this thing up. Consistency. Consistency. Who else? Anybody else? What's the C? What's the C? What's the C? Right here. Let's get it. And then pass Continuity. Continuity. Cool. All right. And then we got you right here. Content. Content. I just want to add one. um, Calculation. Okay. I like where this is going. You really, really have to. Um, Darnell Sell said, he said, uh, you have to inspect what you expect. Yes. So if you have an expectation, you have to calculate to see if this thing is working, mm. right? You know, like, most of us think our business is doing one thing and it's not, and we don't figure out. You ever be making a lot of money, you can't, you don't know why you don't have a lot? You make money, but you don't have any, right? So I'm looking at the numbers, right? The monthly numbers, but I'm also looking at the, and I don't, you probably transfer it to your, your account and all that kind of stuff, but um, we see these numbers, but we have is much different than what we did for the month. Probably because there's some holes in the boat. But if you're not calculating, if, you're not, if you don't have a, a tab on where the money's coming from and where, there's, where the money's going, first off, if you don't know where the money's coming from, you can't lean into it. Mm-hmm. So I'm always looking at, okay, where is the majority of the money coming from? So now I can lean into that. And where it's going, I can start to analyze, okay, I'm starting to see a trend. I'm investing too much in myself. And not that it's a bad thing if you're using it. Some of you will go through like your numbers and you'll realize you're investing a lot into your education, but you're not using any of the education. That's a problem. That's a problem. So like you have to look at everything as numbers. There's there's no way you can have a goal this month if you don't know what you did last month. Mm. And some of us are gonna have the same goal for every month. Every month, I want to make ten thousand dollars a month, but no month you even got close. So we need to take that that ten thousand off the table. Let's look. Last two months was two thousand, then three thousand, then twenty five hundred. Now this month, let's focus on four thousand. How can we get consistently four thousand? Yep. And then see what happens getting to five thousand, yep. and then six thousand, then seven thousand. But some of us had the same goal. I've had to, I always talk about, y'all, I'm going to make seven figures. I didn't calculate it. I didn't see if I was on track or off track. Go for it. No, no, I just didn't okay. want to hold right, it anymore. Cool. I did calculate All right, close it, us out. Close out with a word, man. Oh, and tell them, they don't even know that Patreon, like, there's a bunch of people that are, like, that are streaming in right now live. And when you're watching this right now, we recorded this two weeks ago. Yeah. But By the time you see it. Live. By the time you see it, Patreon already sought it. They're executing right now. They've been <laughs> executing for two weeks. 
while you're just getting this information. Ooh. So you really need to enroll on Patreon right now. Are we talking about Head Start? Come on. We're we talking about Patreon got a Head Start. 100%. So they're already being consistent, building community, yep. creating their continuity, having conversations. I forgot the last two, but they're doing that too. And we're about to cut this off and like maybe take a couple questions from Patreon. So they get to see the before. They saw all our technical difficulties. Are they in there chatting together? <laughs> they're, they're in the chat. The chat lit. It looks lit from here. Yeah, pull, pull a couple questions and we're going to answer it uh, on. Uh, Not on social proof, off. though. We're no. going to answer it as soon so as we turn, turn these off. cameras off. So you guys, you have access to information. It's available to you. There is absolutely no reason that you are not doing the thing that you've been telling yourself for months that you want to do. I want you to think back to the resolutions that you made at the top of this year. I want you to compare them to the resolutions that you made last year and the year before that and the year before that. What I really need you to do is get off of your butt. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I need you to get off your butt soft and life. get to work. This is me and my soft life because oh, I ain't a thug today. <laughs> y'all noticing it, though? Have y'all noticed how soft I am? I don't know if you're soft this episode. Have you? What? Softer. Am I? Is this soft life, Donnie? Who in here thinks it's softer. hard life? Who in here thinks it's tough life, Donnie? I got in your butt. You yes. don't count. <laughs> Some of you feel attacked. All right, you guys. This is soft life, Donnie, and I want you guys to do the work eloquently, softly. Mm -hmm. Really, get your stuff together. I want you to get your stuff together. We got to get to the point where we're sick and tired of sick and tired, right? Enough is enough. I need you to have your I have had enough moment and say, I am around enough inspiration. I've received all of the information. I have all of the motivation. I have everything that I need to execute. All of you, all of you are just one decision away from your next level. You just have to make a decision to do what it is that you have to do until it gets done. Absolutely. Somebody say it has to happen or it has to happen. My plan B is my plan A. My plan B is my plan A. Do you understand what that means? You do? It means that there is no backup plan. The plan is the plan. How we execute that plan may vary, but the plan is the plan is the plan is the plan. Y'all get to work. This episode has been brought to you by Post to Paid, a community. Did you know, David? Tell me more. I have a community for service-based entrepreneurs. Mm. Did you know people are struggling to post content on the internet and that's the reason why they're not making money? Wow. Wow. I've solved that problem. I too deal with that. Oh, you deal with that too? How can you help me? You need to be in post to paid. Post to paid is a service brought to you by Donnie Wiggins. My captions be lit. I know what to say. I know how to turn a follower into a buyer and convert you into my community. You hear me? Mm. I send you three text messages every single day. Three? To your phone. Wow. And it's the exact caption that you need to post on your social media. You just no need way. to take a picture or a video. Do you know how much it costs? No, I do not. Tell me. One whole dollar for the first seven days. And then it's just... <gasps> $37 a month. Wow, what and, a deal. And to get in it, <laughs> to join Post to Pay, you guys, text me, 404-737-2767. Yes, it is me responding to these text messages. And yes, it is me sending you the text messages. They're right here on my cell phone. So I be seeing y'all. Shout out to Tierra Williams and Priscilla Morgan and Monica Gregg and all these people that we have in there. And if you are a coach, course creator or consultant or you desire to be you want to learn how to monetize your expertise join my community six-figure edu where i train develop and educate coaches consultants and course creators just like you 
Every single day. We in here getting money. They're making six figures. I got somebody who just sold their company for $3 million. We mm. are lit. Go to www.sixfigureedu.com. Love it. This episode is also sponsored by the greatest community in the world, themorningmeetup.com. We are in there every day. Was this morning good? Was it good this morning? Every day, Monday through Friday, there are people like, yo, Dave, how can I connect with you? Well, you can see me every single morning. And I don't do this simply just for a continuity uh, play, even though there's it costs. But I do it because I need community. So I'm not a hypocrite in anything that I offer. I only offer stuff that I need, and the community keeps me going. And in turn, I bring in uh, my successful friends, and we keep you all going. So go to themorningmeetup.com. We are uh, we're actually actually May seventh. We're doing a meetup in Atlanta. Rented out this venue. Uh, we do this once or twice a year, and it's free. Um, I'm gonna feed you all. And we're going to have workshops. We're going to have a party. It's going to be like kind of outside, family reunion type. Outside, inside vibe, May 7th of this year. So go to themorningmeetup.com. It costs you nothing extra to be a part of that. Um, but we are the greatest community in the world, okay? So Reese like, just reminded me. Reese just reminded me, you guys. Did you also know? Mm-hmm. I got my own podcast, y'all. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Full transparency with Donnie Wiggins. It is your behind the scene take with me and some of my successful friends. I allow you to be a fly on my wall. What do we talk about when we go to lunch, have drinks, have dinner? We might hit on some of Kendall's horizontal adult diagonal vertically challenged activity. We talk about all kinds of stuff in that community and social proof. Tickets are live. We are going on tour That's starting up. next month. You guys will be able to see um, access. The link is in the description. Melanin Money and Social Proof are going on tour so that the profit can be your proof or the proof is in the profit. Is in the profit. There it is. We out. Peace. Woo-hoo! Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors, and add blocks. No custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise, and with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com wondersuite. That's bluehost.com wondersuite.